2022 ACB Virtual DC Leadership Meetings will be held Saturday, March 12th through Tuesday, March 15th. Registration is $20 for ACB members and $30 for non-members. ACB members were sent a discount code via email. If you are an ACB member and did not receive the discount code, please call the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242. Registration closes March 9th. Visit acb.org for more information or register at https slash slash tinyurl.com slash 2022-DC-Leadership-Meetings. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Courtney and Carrie. It is Sunday, February 27th, 2022. And tonight, Carrie will be teaching us how to make her taco pasta bake. If you would like to connect with Carrie or myself, you can send us an email at acbcooks at gmail.com. Or if you would like to join our listserv and receive recipes and some food-related articles, you can subscribe to our group at acbcooks plus sign subscribe at gmail. Oh, excuse me, at groups.io. For those who are on the call tonight, if you will look in your community schedule, you'll see the links for those two items listed in the description for this call. All right, so we want to welcome everyone, and I would like to turn it over to Kristen, our host, to give the commands. And Kristen, once you finish with the commands, you can just turn it over to Carrie. And thank you for hosting tonight. It's my pleasure. If you are on a PC to raise your hand, you're going to use Alt-Y and to mute and unmute, it is Alt-A. If you are on a Mac to raise your hand, it is Option-Y. And if you're going to mute and unmute, it's Command-Shift-A. If you are on using the app, you're going to access the raise hand under the more option located on the lower right-hand corner of your screen. And if you want to mute and unmute, it is on the lower left of your screen. And if you are on the phone, it is star nine to raise your hand and star six to mute and unmute. And um, we can turn it over to Carrie now. Hello, everybody. And thank you for joining us tonight. I'm excited to share a recipe with you tonight that my sister and I, as I explained before, we have been trying to perfect this recipe. My sister found this recipe in a cooking magazine about 15 years ago. And we've been tossing around and playing with it because what it does is it takes a little bit of Mexico, it takes a little bit of Italian, and it mashes it up into a nice little pasta taco bake. And when I say bake, some people may use the word casserole in in substitution. So either way you want to look at it, it's a great little recipe because it's a simple recipe that you can build. And that is so important to me that you could take a basic recipe, build it, make it your own, change up some ingredients, add some ingredients. But you know, you, you have that ability to expand. And to me, cooking is all about expanding your mind. It's my only artsy, crafty part of me that's creative. So, you know, poor Courtney, I'll never be in that crafting class because I can't put, you know, two thumbs together. But by golly, I can put a a taco bake together, okay? So we're going to start off with the basic ingredients. It's going to be one box of spiral pasta. Some people may call it corkscrew. Um, There's actually the actual true Italian names for all these. And unfortunately, I don't know them all by heart. But earlier this week, I listened to Janine's call. And boy, howdy, you want to talk about a lady who has some knowledge on some pasta. Janine, she's your girl. That is, I was very impressed with all the knowledge of her different pastas. So after that, you're also going to need one 
pound of ground meat. And when I say ground meat, that means you can open it up to chicken, turkey, sausage, beef, whatever your specific flavor is, just use it. Next, you're going to need um, one packet of taco seasoning. And you can buy the taco seasoning at your local grocery store, or you can actually make your own taco seasoning and make a blend of your own. And if you do that, please share that with Courtney and I, because we are always looking for different flavors, you know, in our recipes, we like to play with different seasonings. You will also need one cup of water. You will then need one brick, and one brick is usually eight ounces of cream cheese. Um, for me, myself, I will use the one-third less fat cream cheese, as um, I, I do try to count those calories where I can. Um, after that, you will need one cup of cheddar cheese, and then finally you'll have two cups of mozzarella cheese. So if you're looking at this recipe, you're going to say, wow, this is going to be cheesy, and it really is a cheesy taco pasta, you know, but you really, when you're having that pasta, you've really got to have that cheese to kind of give it that little creaminess, okay? So we're going to get started first by turning on your oven to 350, and that's called preheating your oven. So preheat it at 350. Now, you're going to take a 9 by 13 pan, and at this point, just because it's such habit, I go ahead and spray my 9 by 13 pan with a cooking spray and just have that ready and set aside. I did learn from somebody who reached out to me who said that they take um, like olive oil or um, some of their canola oils and stuff like that and they put it in a spritzer bottle and they use that in place of cooking spray. So that's a great tip if you're kind of looking for an alternative and you're not wanting to use, you know, the spray can or, you know, you already have all this other oils, you know, in your pantry. So there's kind of a tip to use a different layer of um, how to, another way to use your oils and be effective and, and, you know, proficient. The other thing you can do is, as you guys probably have listened to Janine's call, she freezes her wrappers from her butter sticks. So this would be a, a great recipe to take her tip and take that um, paper from her butter and just wipe the bottom down because it's just a light, light coating, okay? So now that you have your oven on the preheat and started up, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to take a large stock pot and you're going to boil water to get your pasta going, okay? So I will pause there and say I do not use a um, I don't use a pot. Um, I don't use the, I use what they call a pasta boil pot. And a pasta boil pot is a little bit different. So the outside is like a large um, stock pot. And inside of it is a colander or a strainer for some people. And it's already set inside of it. So when you pull this strainer out, there are three levels of clips on each side of the strainer. And as you come up, it will, you can then click it onto the pot itself and then your pasta will drain. I love this um, before I lost my sight and I love it even more um, now because this way I don't have to carry a hot pot of water over to the, the sink and I don't have to get that steam bath when I'm pouring the water out. So I just lift my pasta up, let it drain and just kind of shake it a little bit and then I could, I'm able to add it to whatever dish, we, like this evening's dish. So we're gonna bring this water to a boil. And when you're boiling this water, the most important thing about pasta is seasoning it. You've got to add salt to boiling, you know, to the water as it's boiling for pasta. 
I know a lot of us out there are so cautious on our salt intake, but you really have to make that water taste like the ocean. If you have not been to the ocean and you're saying, well, how do I know what it tastes like? I'm going to say if you if you're salting it, you can barely taste the salt, you better add a little bit more. It's a very strong salt taste, um, but it really enhances the flavor. It cooks that pasta and it really just, um, it helps your dish to be well seasoned, okay? But if you are really watching your salt, um, I would talk to your, your, your nutritionist or your meal planner who you're working with and see what level of salt you can really put in that water, okay? So um, we're gonna bring this um, up to boil. And when it comes to the peak boil, and I've already cheated, I've already had it going because I can't, um, this pot usually takes about uh, 15 minutes to bring everything up to boil. So the water's up to boil. And I am going to go ahead and add in the, the pasta. The pasta will take nine to 11 minutes, okay? So we're gonna just open up the box and pour the pasta in. And we're gonna say, Alexa, set timer for nine minutes. Nine minutes, starting now. Okay, so the reason why I'm going on to shorter time is because we're gonna bake this later. And, you know, you want to, um, you don't want your pasta to be so overcooked that it's mushy. So going more on the al dente side, which means, you know, not cooked all the way through is actually a better suggestion, okay? So at this time, I'm gonna pause because I'm gonna break out the old um, hamburger. I'm gonna use typical ground beef tonight. And I'm just gonna say, Kristen, are there any hands up? Um, I do not see any at this time. Oh, great, perfect, okay. Carrie, I'd like to jump in for just a second and talk sure. about salting your pasta water. Um, I used to salt it just a little bit. And then I started watching um, a channel on YouTube and she said, you know, she puts about one to two tablespoons of salt in her water. And it just, like you said, enhances the flavor. And I thought, well, I'm going to try that. And oh my gosh, it is a game changer in your pasta. Um, it is not salty at all. It's just more flavorful. Um, so, you know, if you don't have any diet restrictions, go ahead and try a tablespoon or two of salt in your pasta water and see if you notice a difference. Um, but again, if you have dietary restrictions, please check with your doctor or nutritionist before you do that. Exactly, Courtney. And, you know, and something else I should have pointed out and I failed to when I was talking about the salt. The two salts that I use in my pastas, I either use kosher salt or I use sea salt. I typically do not use the table salt that so many people um, are accustomed to using. Now, this is strictly a personal preference, but I find that a sea salt is actually better flavoring in my pasta. So, uh, if you have the availability to play around different salts, you know, absolutely do it at this time, okay? All right, so as you'll hear, I have no frying pan going because what I have done is I've listened to Courtney and I's calls and I took Courtney's recipe of her hamburger. And when I bought hamburger earlier this week, I bought five pounds and I did it in all in the crock pot, just like she had suggested. And it browned up beautifully. It browned up easy. And I didn't have to do a lot. So I kept a pound out for, well, actually, I kept two pounds out because I always make my recipe earlier in the day. Um, and now I have the second bag for tonight. But Courtney, do you mind just telling, reminding everybody what that recipe was on how you do your hamburger real quick in a crock pot? Sure. So I just take my biggest crock pot and I put about five pounds of meat in there. Just crumble it up with your hands, the raw meat. Um, you can go ahead and season it uh, like with your salt and pepper and garlic powder if you want to, or you can just leave it bland. Um, and then you pour um, 
water into your crock pot until it covers the ground beef by about an inch. Um, and then you put the lid on, turn it on high and cook it for three hours. And it's done in three hours. Then you just drain it and let it cool a little bit, bag it up. I usually bag mine up in one cup portions. And so just bag it up in little Ziploc bags and stick it in the freezer. And so with Courtney's help, I was able to try up five pounds of beef earlier this week. I was able to put two pounds aside just for cooking today, but I now have three pounds of cooked ground beef in the freezer. So later in this week, later on next week, I can easily just grab a bag out. It's already cooked and I can just sprinkle it into any recipe I need and life is so much easier. And I'm pointing this out because um, I typically do not cook every single night. I am one of those people I food prep or I meal plan, usually on Saturday or Sunday. And I try to make my whole week so much easier on me. I am very active in my community. I'm trying to be more and more active in ACB, of course. And I'm, you know, I'm working and, you know, I got all this stuff going on, blah, 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 blah. You know, it just goes on and on. And so why stress yourself out every night thinking, oh, I got to cook hamburger. I got to cook this. I can cook that. Take some of these uh, tips that we provided you and really, you know, um, build your pantry, build your freezer up and make life easier for you. And if you ever want to sit down and talk about meal prepping or how to develop that, refer you know, the freezer or that pantry, just call me and I will I will be more than happy to talk to anybody about doing this because I find it much easier in my lifestyle, especially now, because it's really getting hectic with work. So I take this hamburger that I've already browned, I've taken it out of the Ziploc baggie, and I've put it in a larger skillet. So now we're going to turn the skillet back up to about a medium, about medium, medium high. Um, so as it comes, as the heat kind of comes up, what we're going to do is we're going to open up our taco seasoning packet and we're going to sprinkle that into um, on top of the ground beef. You really don't have to work with it a lot. You don't have to do a lot of stirring right now. And so when that skillet brings up to heat, you're going to take your one cup of water and you're going to pour it in there. And once you pour that water in, your seasoning will kind of Solidate and kind of go around and mix up a little bit. And at this time, I take a wooden spoon. I prefer wooden spoons um, when I'm cooking over metal because one, um, my cookware does not like to be scratched. So, and I prefer to, you know, use a wooden spoon. And I, you know, once again, that's what I grew up with. So that's what I'm comfortable with. So you're going to take your wood, I take my wooden spoon and I'm going to you know, kind of just chop it up a little bit, just mix it around, let it come up to, let it come up to heat. So while that's coming up to heat, uh, Kristen, do we have any hands? Yes, I do. I have Eugene. Oh, Eugene. Hi. Two questions. One, where do you get the pan that's got the drainer, the strainer in it, like what you were talking about? You can buy a, a pasta, a pasta pot at any, um, like a Walmart, Amazon, um, William Simone, um, of course, that is my favorite. You know, uh, William Simone uh, cooking store is my favorite store to have one. Um, and it's really, you, you, they're really awesome to have. It's just called a pasta stock. Uh, yeah, I've, or, I'm I, yeah, I've got an item that's called pasta and more <clears throat> that they came out with many years ago. And uh, it has a strainer built into the top. You just turn it upside down and it drains all your water out. And the second thing is, uh, how long can that hamburger stay frozen in the refrigerator before you need to, to use it? Typically, it's three to four months. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Eugene. You're such a good cook. I can't wait to come down to your place and eat. Okay, Kristen, do we have any other hands? We do not have any more hands at this time. Okay. Oh, we do so, now. Oh, perfect. Diane. <laughs> Hi, Diane. How are you? 
I'm fine. How are you? Uh, Fabulous. I was going to ask you, do crockpots come in different sizes? Because I live by myself. So, you know, if I cook, I'm going to most likely be cooking for me. So. Well, okay, Diane, you have just opened up the world's biggest rat hole that we're going to go down. Crockpots come in every size from teeny tiny two cuppers all the way up to the large eight quart. And then from there, they even go to different sizes and variations. And oh, oh uh, hold on, Alexa, stop. Okay, so um, okay. Well, what so, would you recommend um, if I want to do a pound of hamburger, like you said? What size would you recommend? I would actually probably um, I would invest in the five quart pot uh, crock pot. Um, just because one, you can do the hamburger in there and you can do a small amount or you can do a larger amount, but you're going to find if you start cooking with a crock pot, you're going to want to that five quart, because that's pretty standard on most recipes. Five to six quarts oh, okay. is pretty standard on most recipes. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Okay. So we're going to pause for a minute. You know, like we said, we're going to lift this. Now I had two pot holders. Okay. One for each side. And I just lift this colander out and I hit the clip. And now it's kind of on a small tilt. And so it's draining the pasta as we're talking. And the reason, the other reason why I like this is because it reserves your pasta water in the bottom. So, you know, many times when you're making like a carbonara or something, you're going to use pasta water. So, if you've already drained it in the colander in the sink, you're going, oh man, I just wasted a whole lot of great pasta water. So this is why I prefer the pasta uh, pot and pulling it up and letting it strain. Okay, so we're gonna let it strain because we haven't melted our cheese yet. Now the, um, the skillet is warm enough now where I could take the cream cheese and I open the pack, I've already opened the package and cut it into cubes. And what I do is I take the long whip and I cut it down the middle and then I turn it one degree or I'm sorry, one quarter turn. And then I cut into four more slices. So I have eight little cubes and I just sprinkle those cubes all around the different area of the skillet. There is no science to it. Um, now, somebody did want a science. And so what I told them is to take a cube and put it at 12 o'clock one o'clock and then put a cube at three o'clock, four o'clock, and then put another cube at six o'clock, seven o'clock. And then the last two cubes at nine and 10. And, you know, for that worked for them. And they were really happy that they had more of a definition because I'm so just sprinkling in there and just letting it melt. So it's going to be hot enough that it's going to melt this cream cheese pretty quick. Okay. So now that the cream cheese is, you know, in the melting process, um, we're going to let this go for a little bit and see if we have any more hands. Um, I do not uh, see any hands. Of course, uh, that's going to change in a second. Watch. <laughs> you got it. I know how this works. <laughs> I do yeah, have right one now, question. I do have one question for you, Carrie. So your pasta water, can it be yeah. frozen, say, like your chicken stock or beef stock or vegetable stock? Oh, Courtney, we are so on the same page sometimes. It just scares me. Mm. I think we are two sisters from different mothers. I don't know. Or yeah. from the same mother. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you can take that pasta water once it cools and you can freeze it. And if you want to use that again for boiling pasta, all you're doing at that point then is compounding that starch. And that starch is what expands and really helps, you know, you develop sauces and, and everything else. And plus it's already seasoned. So, you know, you're, once again, you're saving another step. Now, if you do freeze your pasta water, let it cool completely. I mean, you should be able to put your finger all the way down to the bottom of that pot and not feel any heat. Okay. I mean, this thing has to be really cool. And then my suggestion is, is most Ziploc freezer baggies, you can get two cups of liquid in there and just pour that in there, you know, and you're going to zip it up and then lay it flat in the bottom of your freezer 
And then that way you can stack those and you can probably get four to five um, Ziploc baggies of liquid and they, they freeze flat and it's so much nicer and easier. So thank you, Courtney. Yes, you can freeze it. Okay, Kristen, do we have any more hands before we go to the next step? Not at this time. Okay, perfect. So um, your, your cream cheese by now should be becoming um, very smooth and mixing it into your, you know, your hamburger. Most of your water should now have been um, evaporated or absorbed in by the meat of some sort. And you should be able to smell. By now, your, your sense of smell, you should be able to smell that taco seasoning coming right off that, that hamburger. You're going to take one cup of your cheddar cheese and you're just going to sprinkle it around. Again, there's no science to this because you're going to put it in another dish late, you know, here in a minute. So you're just wanting to sprinkle that cheese over that, just get it all kind of combined. So again, I take that wooden spoon and I just kind of gently stir around there. You know, I'm just sitting here talking and stirring. It's no big deal. Um, now the pasta's already done. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the, the cheddar cheese is melted. And you say, well, Carrie, how do you know the cheddar cheese is melted? And I say, well, you know what? That's a great question because it doesn't matter because it's going in the oven. So as long as you've got it, you know, uniformly, you know, mixed in with the mixture, you know, just kind of, you know, Loosely put it all together is, is a better word. So I'm going to take that pasta now and I'm going to dump it into my skillet. Now the skillet I've used is a larger skillet with a higher edge. So that way I can put it all in one pot. Um, I don't like to do dishes. I don't have anybody in my household who volunteers to do them. So I try to cut this down into as many um, utensils and in pots and pans as I possibly can. Now, I've dumped it into the hamburger mix and all the pasta is sitting on top. So now you're gonna take your spoon again and you're just gonna gently and very carefully because it will go over the edge. So just be careful, okay? And just move that spoon through the pasta and you're gonna want to coat that pasta. And this goes back to the type of pasta we chose. I chose a spiral or corkscrew because I want those crevices in there. I want the cheese and everything to get caught in between those two layers of pasta. I mean, that's just, that's what that pasta is for, is to trap that sauce in there. And so that's what you're wanting to do. So we're stirring it up. Um, of course, again, if it gets over the edge, you know, um, that does happen. So you know, when you are cleaning up later, you need to remember, you know, to really scrub that stove and make sure that you've got all that pasta out of there. Now, the skillet's going to be heavy because you're going to have pasta, you're going to have hamburger, you're going to have, we now have two different types of cheeses in there. And mine has a handle on one end and it has a small grip handle on the other side. And both of them are um, uh, cool to touch. So I don't have to use pot holders on mine, thank goodness. So I can just pick that up and I can just gently, okay, this is not going to be good. Okay, it's going to gently just kind of pour it into the 9 by 13. And how I squared this up is one, my skillet, the width of it is about the same width as a 9 by 13 pan. So what I try to do is I try to kind of set the skillet on top of it, right where the handles are. And then from there, I'm able to pour. And sometimes what I do is I'll kind of angle it so it goes from corner to corner. And that kind of helps with the spillage. And, you know, in the beginning, I will admit I had lots of spillages. And I am proud to say I was able to clean them up. And I was able to readjust and make some adjustments. So that's why sometimes I start, you know, like I said, going from handle to handle and matching the two handles up with the casserole dish. And then I kind of just turn it to the corner corner. And by then you have a huge heap of your taco bake in the middle. So now we're gonna take that wooden spoon again and you're going to spread that evenly throughout your nine by 13 pan. So you just, 
move it to corner to corner first. And then from there, you're able to, with your sense of touch, with the spoon, you can be able to find if you have peaks or valleys. Okay. And the more even it is, the better off you are because any pasta that is sticking up out of this recipe will bake and it gets a little bit crunchy. Okay. So I'm just telling you guys straight up, it's a little crunchy. But if you keep it in with the sauce, it keeps it moist and it cooks it. Um, and then you have that soft pasta. Okay. So I think we are pretty much even on this now. Now we're going to take two cups of mozzarella cheese. And again, I have cheated so much on this recipe because I have taken a lot of tips that Courtney and I have talked about. I've bought and I've purchased a large brick of mozzarella cheese. I shredded it. And I have actually decided to shred my mozzarella um, into one cup measuring. So I, I've taken two Ziploc baggies out of my freezer. They are both one cups, one cup each. And I just open them up and I just sprinkle those all over the taco bake. Now, you will be able to define peaks and valleys with this. So once again, with your hand, make sure it's clean. Wash, wash, wash your hands, please, everybody. Um, you know, sprinkle that cheese over that. And just take your fingers and just kind of even it out. Again, it doesn't have to be absolutely perfect, okay? And from here, we're going to put it in the oven, 350, for about 20 to 30 minutes, depending on, you know, um, one, your time, and second of all, to see if, you know, everything in here is cooked. So all you're basically doing is warming up the cheeses, getting that mozzarella to melt on top, okay? So Alexa, set timer for 20 minutes. Alexa, set timer for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Now. Okay. Oh, no, thank you, Alexa. So now everybody knows what kind of music I love. Okay. So we put this in the oven. We shut the door. Alexa, she's going for, you know, her time. Um, now, earlier this week, Courtney and I were talking about this recipe. And so Courtney's like, well, you know, if you added some stuff to this, like olives or tomatoes, she goes, this would really help with the color and, you know, adding more, more vegetables. And like I said, this is a great recipe to expand that mind of what you can do with it. So um, at this time, if anybody has any questions, I'll be more than happy to ask them. Or, you know, we can see if Courtney had any other combinations of those foods that she likes on top. So, we, Kristen, do we have any? We do. Um, uh, phone number starting in 561, ending in 906. Hi, it's Jill. Hey, Jill, how are Hi. you? Good, how are you? I'm fabulous. Good. Um, I was just wondering, like, if you can use, like, a fat-free sour cream instead of um, the cream cheese. I was just trying to think of how to make it, like, a lower fat, like, less cholesterol type. <laughs> <laughs> type. I know it's a cheese. I mean, I do love the cheese. That's my weakness and downfall, but... I was just trying to think, like, if that would work. I have not used the sour cream yet, so I don't know if that works. I will mm -hmm. say I use the one-third less fat cream cheese, and it does work. Yeah. Now, okay. another, another option is there is a there is um, mascarpone. Have you ever used that? Oh, yeah. I've had that before. Yeah, so, um, you know, you could try that. Um, I don't know on the fat content or, you know, mm -hmm. and all that. But, you know, again, if you if you try it with the sour cream, let me know. Because, you know. Yeah, I, I guess I'll just experiment with it. Yeah, because this Cause is. Because I was thinking, like, the cheese would, the cheese, I don't think it would be too, like, soupy. Because all the other cheese, I think, would help hold it together. 
but um, I think yeah. I think you're correct on that. But you know, give it a try and let me know because um, mm-hmm. right now I'm into comfort food because I'm cold, and when I'm cold, I eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, let me know how that works. You. No, Jill, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I will. All right, Kristen, do we have any other hands? Next, we have another phone number starting with 614, ending with 211. Hi, uh, my name is Julie. Hi, Julie. Me? Yes, I, how are you? I'm good. I'm kind of confused. Uh, when you do the um, taco powder seasoning mix over the ground chalk. Do you put a cup of water in there? Yes, I sure do. Okay, somehow I missed that. So I do put a cup of water in that. Yeah, and so when you put your cup of water in and you know, you let it, let it cook a while to evaporate in, and what that water's doing is just adding a little bit more moisture back into your meat, and it's also helping the taco seasoning flavors bloom. And that's something that we'll talk about later is blooming, blooming your spices. Okay. And that's exactly what it's doing. It's helping those spices just give it its full poten- potential. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Next, All right. we have. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Who's the next caller? Next, we have Eugene. Hi, Eugene. That sounds good. The only thing I could think if if I was fixing for myself, I'd put some jalapenos in there uh, to make it uh, real spicy. But my question is, would that be able to be converted over to like a crock pot recipe? I am going to say no. No. And and this is this is why I say it because I have tried a few um, like lasagna soups or some other pasta, you know, meals in my crock pot. And because the pasta is such a main part of the thing, when you put it in a crock pot and you cook it for a while, it tends to go mushy on you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's my only drawback on that one, Eugene. Now, is there a way we could get uh, a written copy of how to the recipe? Oh, I think you're just speaking Courtney's language right right now. So you are. So it will be in your inbox tomorrow morning. Thank you. You're welcome. Give me something to work on next week. That's right. Hey, I'm going to try it next week as well. All right. Thank you. Uh Thank you. Kristen, do we have another person in in line? Yes, I do. I have 808 ending in 070. Hi, Harry. How you doing? I'm good. Kenny in Hawaii. Hey, Kenny. Aloha. Aloha. Yeah, you were talking about adding vegetables into the um, into the recipe, and that's what I was going to ask you: is jalapeno peppers a vegetable? I was just kidding because that's what I would put in too. But anyway, Eugene and I are on the same page. <laughs> well, you know, if you and Eugene are going to add the jalapenos, why not add the banana peppers? Well, you know? we can do both. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's the whole fun thing about this. You know, why not, you know, why not just add some extra peppers? You know, you could really, you could really spice this up. And Kenny, when you, when you get rid of your heartburn, you call me, okay? I don't get heartburn from hot food. <laughs> well, then I'm very so, jealous so of you, Kenny. <laughs> that, that's why I'm lucky. I don't get heartburn from it. But thank you guys. It sounds like a great recipe. Well, thank you, Kenny. And, you know, I can't wait to reach out to you because there is a recipe from Hawaii that I had a few years ago, and I'm going to ask you about it. So I'll ask that offline, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you, Kenny. All right, Kristen, who do we have next? Next, we have Joanne. Well, is is that Joanne from Florida? Yes, it is, Carrie. How are you? I'm fabulous, girl. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I just have a question. Do you put a cover over that or do you just let it bake in the oven without uh, any tinfoil? Nope. Your cheese is your tinfoil. 
Okay. Let, let that cheese. Now, if you don't want that layer of cheese, then yes, Joanne, add that foil on top, you know, but you know, but again, if I'm going to eat cheese, I'm going to eat cheese. Let's just be real. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I make some pretty cheesy macaroni and cheese, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But you know, if, if you, if you use the mozzarella on top, then you don't have to do the tinfoil. But if you okay. want to take that layer off, then yes, I would put the tinfoil on and, um, you know, just do it real tight, you know, around the edges. Okay. I was, I wasn't sure I missed it or not. I stepped out of the room for a second. I thought, now did she cover that or didn't she? <laughs> yeah. So. And Joanne, what vegetables, what vegetables would you add to this if you were making it at home? Oh boy. Let's see. I would put, well, I would kind of like make it look like a real taco mm -hmm. type uh thing with uh oh i love black olives oh yeah some chopped onion uh chopped peppers you know just to give it some color and just kind of just sprinkle that all on top of the cheese that is a, you know what so joanne and i we're going to skip to the end of this recipe so one of the things you can do when you're done is, you know, if you, you let it cool down a little bit and you add all those things that, you know, Joanne was just talking about, then you can make a very top layer of lettuce. Now, you don't want your lettuce to, to touch the pasta because it'll wilt it and cook it and then it's not so great. But, yeah. you know, but you can add that, to, you know, that, that very top layer and then make it look like a real taco bake. Thank yep. you, Joanne. You're oh, awesome. You're you're welcome. You're awesome too. And so is Courtney. <laughs> well, yeah, Courtney, I love her. She's, she's, a, she's a great asset on this. Definitely. I will okay. send the checks to y'all after the call. Okay. I'll yes. be looking for it in the mail. Same here. Right. Stand by the mailbox. It'll be right there waiting on you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Kristen, do we have another person? Yes, we do. We have Cheryl. Hello, I came in real late. I mean, real, real, like a few minutes ago. What What was the recipe or what was the thing that everybody was, that you guys were making? The topic. I mean, you don't have to go through the whole recipe. You can just tell me what it, what it was. Well, what we, what we made is a taco pasta bake. Okay. And it's, a, it's just a real simple recipe. Now, are you on our list to get those recipes on? Um, on a weekly basis? You know, I don't know, but I come in here. Um, I think this is my third time coming in here. Well, so um, when you're looking through, you know, the community schedule, click on that link to join it. And then um, Courtney will make sure that you are on that list and you get it every, um, I think, is it Monday or Tuesday, Courtney, that, is, that normally goes out? I try to get it out uh, on Monday mornings. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, but real simply. Go ahead, Carrie. No, so real simply, it's, you know, one box of pasta, one pound of, of cooked um, beef of your choice, meat, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. and a taco seasoning packet, a cup of water, uh, one, one eight-ounce brick of cream cheese, and then one cup of cheddar cheese, and then two cups of mozzarella cheese. Oh, it sounds delicious. Well, there's a, it's a, it's pretty cheesy, girl. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It sounds awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, sorry, come in so late. No, we're just glad to have you. You're you're such an asset too. I love you, girl. Oh, thank you. You guys are awesome. All right, Kristen. Who do we have next? Okay. Um, first, per Courtney's request, it is a quarter till. Um, for the time check. And Perfect. You do have Barbie with her hand up. All right. So let me just check with Alexa first, and then I'll take Barbie's. Alexa, how much time do we have left? You have seven minutes and thirty seconds left on your twenty-minute timer. Thank you, Alexa. Okay. So we. So Barbie, what's your question today? So, first of all, I would like to know. How is it when you're making the, the 
meat part first in the water, in the crock pot. Does that make your meat come out extremely bland and it takes, I mean, I don't understand how that works when putting water in your meat. And then I was wondering, instead of with the water, can you add like a taco seasoning mix in the water instead, then you can get some more flavoring or that'll be too much? Well, you know, it, again, Barbie, you know, if you like a little spice in your life and you like a lot more seasoning, then, you know, go for it, you know, um, you know, add that extra taco seasoning. If you want to add two packets, go for it. Um, you know, I have, I was raised on, um, you know, the taco seasoning packs where you add, you know, either a two thirds cup or one cup of water, you know, to help bloom, you know, and they use the word bloom your seasonings. But if you want to add more seasoning, I mean, by all means, go for it, girl, and let us know how it works out for you. Um, well, Oh, I'm sorry. I just no, never no. added water to meat before. And when I did use the seasoning, I just would put the seasoning in there and then sometimes put like a can of diced tomatoes in there to spread it around. Right. So if you're adding that, that diced tomato, which is a great, great idea, by the way, keep that, keep that in your memory box when you're making this. There is some water, you know, when you're adding in that. So there is just, you know, so you are getting a little bit of water. Okay. 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 All right. Now, Courtney, do you want to speak to her about um, speaking in regards to your recipe for the crock pot on the hamburger and adding the water? Sure. So when the reason you add the water to the crock pot is because basically you're boiling your meat. Um, so, you know, it's got something so it doesn't stick and burn. So just add that water and then you just drain it off. Um, you know, once the, the ground beef is done. Um, oh. And for the uh, adding the water to the taco mix, it helps the taco mix dissolve as well. Um, and then, you know, then you can incorporate it, incorporate it into your meat. So that's oh. the purpose of the water to your taco seasoning. Oh, thank you. I never even thought about boiling yep. hamburger meat. Thank you. Yes. Um, you know, and, you know, I say cook it in the crock pot because, that's one of those things. The reason I, I do it is I can set it and forget it and, you know, come back in 30 minutes or not 30 minutes in three hours and it's done. You can also, you know, if you don't have the time to do in the crock pot, you can also boil it on the stove. So if you have a pot that's big enough, you know, just crumble your ground beef in your pot, cover it with water. And, uh, you know, when it starts boiling, then set a timer for 30 minutes and 30 minutes it's done. You just dump it. And, and a lot of that fat gets, you know, goes down the drain as well once, you know, you're boiling your meat. So, oh, you know, you, oh, you don't have to you. drain. Yeah, you don't have that grease um, unless you want the grease, you know, but it just you yeah, know, okay. drains off. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I just could not get it. No, no, first, no. But now I get it. I'm totally yeah. going to try this. No, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And Barbie, when you try it, we definitely want your opinion. So send an email, you know, to, um, you know, to us and let us know how it worked out for you because, you know, we're doing this to help everybody. We're not, you know, Courtney and I, we share our recipes because we love to cook and we love to talk about it. And when people come up with new ideas, I'm going to be honest, when, as soon as Barbie said, if she put her can of diced tomatoes in there, man, my mind was just going hundred miles an hour. And I love that. I love Thank the sharing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, add a can of Rotel to your tacos, you know, the, with the green, tomatoes and green chilies. I mean, that sounds yummy. Exactly. Okay. So, uh, Kristen, do we have any more raised hands? Uh, no, we do not. Okay. So, um, I am going to um, pretty much wrap this up early. Um, one, because I know so many people are, you know, there's another call that so many people are probably going to try to jump onto. Um, now, uh, because really the recipe is done, the cook, you know, everything is done. It's cooked. It's, you know, all I got to do is pull it out of the oven. I typically like to let mine set for about five or 10 minutes to cool down um, because it is cheese. And when it hits your tongue, it's going to burn it, you know, the, if you do it right out of the oven. So, you know, just let it set up. Just let it set up a little bit and cool down, okay? Now, um, as we were discussing earlier with Joanne, this is your opportunity to 
you can make a huge lettuce salad on the side with, you know, tomatoes and black olives and, you know, all the good stuff, you know, peppers, and you can serve it with this taco bake. And it's not, you know, and it just makes it a nice um, cheesy, but you still have your lettuce, you know, you have a salad. It's kind of a nice way of putting it all together and keeping it on one plate. So Courtney, do you have any helps or suggestions or do you want to talk about what you're thinking about doing next week? All right. Um, you can also change up the ingredients, leave out the taco sauce and mix in a jar of pizza sauce. Then add ham and pepperoni and, um, you know, sausage and then all the cheeses. You might need two jars of taco sauce or even use some marinara sauce for that. Oh, so you're going for a pizza bake then at that point. That's awesome. Yeah, that may that may be, you know, something coming up in the future. Um, so next week, I'm still deciding if I'm going to do a dessert or if I am going to do tuna patties. Uh, they're very, very yummy. So, um, you know, it, it may be a dessert and tuna patties. Who knows? Um, so just, you know, pay close attention to the email list and I'll send out the list of ingredients. Uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, well, right. I, I, if I remember right, there was a word brown Betty in there and I'm thinking, oh, there please, was. please. Okay. <laughs> All right. We can do that and the tuna patties next week. So the, I have so. a question about those email lists. Um, so ACB cooks plus subscribe at, at groups.io. That is correct. And if you forget, there is a link to click in the description of tonight's call. That'll send you right to it. And there's also a link to our Gmail address as well. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Kristen, do we have any more raised hands? No, we do not. All right. So we will go ahead and end the call so that we can clear up this channel on media so that the, the gospel scene can be streamed next. So join us again next week. Alexa, stop. I want to say thank you to our host, Kristen, to our streamer, Belinda. Um, Carrie, thank you so much for coming and teaching us tonight. And to all of you, thank you so much for joining us because without you, we would not have this call. All right. So we will go ahead and end the call. You all have a great evening and enjoy your week. And we will be back here next Sunday.